This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to episode 12 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Uh, Three intrepid podcasters watched on as... You know, I can't be bothered this week, guys. Um, let's just cut to the music. Has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town Legend. And he takes that chance! Right, so I think this podcast, uh, guys, is probably going to have to come with a bit of a warning. If you, if you're looking for, if you're looking for any positivity, this might not be the best podcast to listen to. So proceed and enter with caution. Uh, maybe listen to the last episode where we're a bit more upbeat or jolly, as a uh, a Twitter commenter uh, described us. Um, to coin your favourite phrase, Neil, I didn't go, but. I watched the ninety minutes, and town turned into bit uh, turned in a bit of a Halloween special. Cosy, you were there. Uh, what was the view from the stands? How how did everybody take that? And what was the performance like from where you uh, were stood? We were absolutely gutting, Matt. To be honest, uh, before the game, there was real optimism on our bus. Uh, obviously, misplaced when you kind of looked at the end products. Uh, I think even in the pub before the you know n- next to the ground. Uh, a lot of town fans, southern-based town fans, a lot of optimism there. And part of me does wonder now, obviously, we got thrashed, you know, and it was, was it misplaced? But I think the gutting thing for me, for and it felt as bad as, and this is going to sound so controversial, but stick with me, it felt as bad as some kind of, of a Wadsworth performance because at 19 minutes past three, the game was dead. It was gutting. You were stood up. Your arms were folded. And the atmosphere and, and the start of that town made it really good before. And... You know, obviously we had a, d- a decent kind of opening, you know, warmed Foster's hands a couple of times and that as well. But as soon as De La Feo smashed that second one in, the game was done and that's gutting. And, and it just reminded me back of them Wadsworth days when you knew even one, two down, the, the game was finished. So you might as well have done something else with kind of your rest of your afternoon and that as well. And it were really gutting and getting back on the bus, it was quite a silent bus. I think we all realised... Yeah, we've been encouraged by the last, you know, kind of few games, and even on here, we were really upbeat last week. But I thought they eased off as well. Watford, it, it was really gutting the atmosphere, non-existent. The fans didn't really turn on the team, to be honest with you. But 
long before the third goal had gone in from success, it, it would there were fans streaming out of the ground as well. And I think it everyone I think it was really dawning on everyone that wow, this is we're in really big trouble really. And obviously you look with the table before we knew it, but I think people were thinking, Wow, this this is bad and we're in big trouble. Neil, you're not a big fan of stats in particular because they can be used in different ways to tell multiple stories. If you hadn't seen the game, um, I know we both have, but if you hadn't seen the game, the, the statistics on BBC website read possession, 52% to Huddersfield over 48. Shots, 13 shots from Huddersfield, 12 from Watford. Shots on target, 7 from Huddersfield, 6 from Watford. Three corners each and, and fouls is irrelevant really, it's more by us, but it doesn't really tell the story of, of 3-0 and how... We, to be fair, Ben Foster Ben Foster had made several really good saves, but the majority of those saves were from outside the box. And again, it doesn't really tell the story about how we failed to really create any clear cut opportunities once again. It would Watford three Huddersfield Town nil. That's that's the only stat you really need. The rest of it is as much as like I say, I don't particularly like them because you can read them, you know, whichever way you want to read them. If you don't say that game. And you read those stats, you say, oh, they must have been unlucky. Watford have been clinical, but we weren't unlucky. We've started off really well. Seven or eight minutes looked good. Possibly could have been one in front. Moyes had a, a, a shot and good save from it's a, Foster. It's a good save, yeah. And Derm, Derm had a chance. Derm had a in. chance and scuffed it. And then, well, there were four or five of them with a roll of red carpet down, weren't they? Lado Scott first goal, it was just pathetic defending. So off air, because you mentioned before we went, uh, or before I pressed the record button for about the 18th time, um, that Adrian Durham had put a poll out for the best Watford goal. Yeah, I think um, they do it every week. Uh, they must score some good goals, but... In my opinion, every goal they scored was garbage from us. I don't know if you agree with that. Sc- yeah, I mean... Scathing, I, but... My, my first thought on the first goal, obviously, I... Yeah, obviously we've got our blue, you know, blue tinted glasses on and what have you, but I, my first thought, I didn't ever thought it would have world. It was incredible. I was getting loads of people who were texting me, not do it. I says, wow, you've just conceded a world, haven't you? And I never... He ran in a straight I never line, saw it like that. It was incredible, like a plane being directed towards... It was hardly Ricky V in FA Cup no. final. One. It was like the defenders were like directing him towards the centre goal. It was incredible, really, and that as well. And I thought Lossel again should have done a lot a lot better. It was, it was really a deflating goal, and I, I think that was part of the problem. And the second one... And, Equally so, Lerva, who I blame us for talking him up, I think, last yeah, week. But podcast. we're almost like when they're playing a computer game, you're, you're recklessly pressing the fire button and the guys just kind of, you know, charge in. But the Premier League, you can't do that. And then it was like just execution, really, from Delafau. We're just waiting for the guillotine to come down, bang. And you knew at that point, whether you're watching on TV, you could as well have gone and shopping. And he should be scoring from nah, there. Mate. There's no way it should be scoring from there. No, it were gutting. And I, I thought the second half reaction was, and that was the most worrying thing for me, because I thought, okay, two down, regroup, come on, let's have a real good go. There were nothing, there were nothing there. Well, the Mbenza thing that just slid across the box. But I mean, De La Feu should have scored, went round the keeper. I don't know who else he went round, one of our other defenders who was sliding. They, they looked like at yeah. any point, if they wanted yeah, to, they could have gone and got another. They were, they were quality. I think, to be honest, mate, I hold my hands up. I think I underestimated them. I think they're a lot better than I thought they would be. And did we underestimate them, or did we over, overestimate Town? Well, yeah, there was that, but there were a lot to be encouraged by coming into the game. Neil, we just well, we just put in. Yeah, we started a so bloody well. good performance against Liverpool. 
Do you think, though, Neil, when you're losing games, I mean, we've all been involved, maybe with, I don't know, junior teams, you know, pub teams or what have you. When you're losing game after game, we, we say, yeah, we want a reaction. This but there just, does there just come a point where you think, oh, my God, it's, yeah, you want to fight, but it's like it's happened again. We're two down after 20 minutes. Do, do you just think town, you, know, you know when you're beaten? Yeah, you're right. And I th- the biggest problem with town is, and you feel it watching games, as soon as we go 1-0 down, it's over, isn't it? The best you can yeah. possibly hope for there is getting one and getting a point. Mm-hmm. That's the best you can hope for. And, and in all the times we've gone behind in the last three years or so, Southampton we drew from behind, Burnley this season, Brighton away last season, you know, as, as record from coming behind isn't exactly great. So you lose it's not one good goal. In the championship either. No, but you, you lose you lose that one goal and you're almost resigned to a defeat. So that's got to be in. I think the that's a Premier League start as well. I think a lot of Premier League teams have got a similar start, yeah. but it's it's almost like first goal wins, isn't it? But a lot of the other Premier League teams are also capable of getting a goal, and we are we have shown on a consistent basis that that's one thing that we're not very very good at at all. So there's another stat for you because I'm going to hit you with stats this week, Neil. Just to this is your Halloween special. I know what you're going to say, Matt. I know what you're going to say, yeah. Uh, do you? Does it involve woodwork and posts and things? It doesn't. Well, that we did that last week, didn't we? But I do have that we further had down. This time, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, that was a brilliant save by Ben Foster. It was, yeah. it was a stunning strike. From it Lover, to tell them obviously where it's, we were. Um, a strike yeah. from Lover, that one. Success, the striker. That's his first Premier League goal for two years. You are, but I that, that won't surprise <clears> me. But you know, for Stoke, that what for podcast though, Matt. What I would say is that he would he be has a improved Wolves, on it, yeah, and I they were saying to me success. I I kind of listened to it after I'd kind of finished my ten minutes with him, and they were saying success were brilliant. He were kind of he hadn't scored, but he's going to get a goal. He, he yeah. was just everything Watford needed. So I knew we'd start with him, and he'd be hungry. And yeah, I mean, to be fair, we could have all scored the goal he did. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's his work ethic, his his energy is. There was some real worrying things. Incredibly strong. We we never looked comfortable for one moment of that game at the back. Both centre backs really struggled. Yeah, one of the centre backs had an absolute stinker. Let's just hope that it was the game where they've all had it. I'm hoping this is the Swansea game from last year where we were absolutely dreadful at Swansea last year. The same centre back had an absolute stinker last year at Swansea, and then he turned Mm -hmm. it round and he was excellent for the rest of the season. So I'm hoping that's that's going to happen. So. I'm going to suggest now. I'm going to. T- there's one talking point I want to talk about, and Ian Kilroy, your friend, or our friend from Australia, will, will love this point because he doesn't like this particular player. But I'm going to mention a tale of two goalkeepers. Uh, ben Foster, probably their man of the match, apart from Successu and Delafeu. He made four outstanding stops. He did, yeah. Our goalkeeper, weak on goal one. What he's doing on goal three? That it's almost like he thinks they're offside, so he's he's kind of busy talking to someone and just stuck a... Yeah. I don't understand why he stuck a leg out and made no effort to save that. You've got to throw yourself in. I, I like him a lot as a goalkeeper and as a character. I think he's great, but... Is there a reason to be concerned? Because he, he was dropped at the start of the season because he came back from World Cup duty, not looking sharp. Ben Hamer came in. Ben Hamer didn't really cover himself in glory too much. Um, Lossell, the Everton goal was soft. He's got a hand to it. wasn't very great. Soft. The at Stoke, that... Own goal wasn't great. Again, the Leicester free kick, a few people have questioned him for getting a hand to it and pushing it in. I think that might be a bit harsh. Um, and the goals were soft on Saturday. He's, I think back to this time last year and Lossell was incredible at 
Sellers Park. He helped us. We won three 0 but if he had that, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If he hadn't have put that performance in at Sellers Park, we probably wouldn't have won that day. Oh. The save from Matt Ritchie last year in our first home win against Newcastle yeah, was outstanding. Save, yeah, bottom corner. West Brom. Some at this point last year, there was some outstanding performances, and we're not seeing him make those saves this season at the minute. He looks a, a little bit, of a, bit a World Cup hangover. He just looks a little bit stodgy, if you know what I mean. It, it was Paul Clement, the goalkeeping coach, mentioned it on Radio Leeds a couple of weeks ago uh, when he were on talking about the goalkeepers at town. He said that their mark goalkeepers do not train anywhere near as intensely as town goalkeepers. So has he gone there, been there for, you know, four or five weeks mm. then over at summer and lost so much from, because mm. he's played you can't eight get the, anything from not playing and from watching. He's played you? eight games on the spin though. You would have thought he might have just caught up by but, now, but it just still looks... something not quite right, isn't there? It just, it just doesn't look as sharp as he did at no. this point last year. I, like I say, I do want to stress, I do like him a lot as a goalkeeper. I think he's, a, he's probably the best goalkeeper we've ever had. I put a tweet but, out saying similar Matt, after the game, but to be fair, I got a Watford fan throwing straight back at me, saying as a former keeper myself, I, saw that. I, didn't I am that. really not sure what Lossell could have done for the first and third goals, badly let down by his defence for all three, which I don't think... Third goal, he could have made an effort to save it. it. Third one was just really poor, I mean, first one. <laughs> he was probably surprised, surprise, was wondering how the, He, he has been the, let down badly. How the bloody hell has he got there in the first place? Uh, yeah, it's, hard. it's annoying when you keep a get beat down the middle, I always think, I don't... Yeah, know, but I the, mean, Joe that, that, that defending, all, yeah. all of a sudden, this, this lad has gone from being 40 yards away from goal with six or seven, eight defenders in, in the way of him and the goalkeeper, and within 10 seconds... There's, he's, he's banging front of goalkeeper. It's, it starts by it starts by Zanka being dragged out and it then not awful. recovering. It's it, there's a whole I mean, I, I, there's Zanka, I, I like there's Zanka. Billin, there's Lover. I like there's, Zanka a lot, but he's had an absolute mare on Saturday. That's to be honest, that's probably the worst game I've ever seen him play 100%, on Saturday. Yeah. Um, but I am gonna we're gonna talk about performances in a second. But I, I think I'm hoping that it was just a one-off because in 2018 he's been outstanding. I he think, has, he has been very good. So I'm not gonna. Pan him after oh, one bad game. You can't just write them all off after that dismal game because apart from one player, it's same side that should have got something against Liverpool. I think we put it in perspective, our defences, I think, held up by and large pretty decent this season. Yeah, and obviously we were at the Etihad where we, you know, Man City put on a show. But apart from that, really, and, you know, I don't well, think we, we really, all know where yeah. our problems lie. Mm. Saturday was the first game, though, I felt for a long time where they could have scored at will. I, I just felt that and I wondered if it my opinion because I was getting a few kind of opinions on the bus round. They they were one guy coming out. I think that could have been five, six, seven to be honest it with you. I, I felt that. Even I, though they didn't create that much. I know it's only ten minutes, but the first ten minutes I thought we were outstanding. We, we really and had then, a go at and them. And then they scored. And then as soon as they scored, heads game over. You've you've got to start maybe questioning the my my the mate seven. Tom my, my mate Tom who I go with uh, his his opinion at the minute is over the last 12 months they've been told how rubbish they are week in week out by absolute right hold on I'm going <laughs> to almost swore yeah, but, we'll, but we'll um, by people like Mark Lawrence whoppers yeah Danny Murphy <laughs> everyone like that are constantly slating them telling them how bad they are and he's he simply thinks they're starting to believe what they've been told by the media um and heads are going down a little bit too easy, uh, went down a little bit too easy. Up till now, I don't think they have. But. I get that. I, I totally understand that, but it can't help when the defenders are playing. Yeah, they've all had a mare on Saturday. We'll give them that one. 
I, th- I thought Schindler did all right. He did all right. But you've, when you've got as, as a collective, Lerver and Zanka beside him had absolute shockers. But, but I, I they've, they've, had, right. they've had a bit of a mare. We've got done three 0 but this is same defence. They were very, very, very unlucky against Liverpool, barring one change in that a floor play Liverpool, didn't it? But when you've got and to be honest, Flo doesn't help you out defensively. League one striker up front, which is how he played on Saturday. I was going to say, Di was awful. He didn't. He didn't put any anything in. No effort. No but the movement. thing is, Neil, he couldn't, he couldn't have trapped a bag of sand. He is was, it any different awful. to his performance against Liverpool and Burnley? No, I, no I've been saying it for a while, Matt, and it goes against. <clears throat> I think I said it on here last week. But I, I, I've been seeing. I just feel the same man. I, I remember the start of the season. I remember he's lost a stone away. Yeah. He looked mean. He looked good against Leon. Leon, Leon game. Yeah, looked yeah. Really good. Champions League goals, Leon, obviously pre-season. Like, hey, but, hey, no one from the yeah. uh, no English team in the Champions League has beaten Leon. I think you were saying, Cos. Yeah, yeah. but part of me thinks so. But, but the big question is, would one goal change all that? And I, I'm not a striker, never have been. But I, only they could probably tell you. Is that a confidence thing, or is he just? Lost my opinion. He looked dangerous last year, mate. He looks a bit flat. 100% split the Twitter listeners. He would have pain last year. But he's just not as good as Mooney. That's a fact. The header were were awful. It is a fact. His link up play is not as good as Mooney. He's not as quick as Mooney. He's not as good in the air as Mooney. Mooney, the only thing he has over Mooney is heart. Yeah, uh, and that can go a long way at times. It can, but it didn't even have But we're not seeing it at the minute. I've not. I've not seen a replay of the game and only saw the header live. Was it a bad miss or was it a tough chance? What It looked bad. What Was that a golden chance? The header? Yeah. He just got his body, he got too square on facing the other way and it, he should have done better but mm. you couldn't say mm. for sure that he should have scored but he could have, he should really have. I always felt last year though that De Potter were in the game. I mean, if obviously the Man United He's a, he's a big pest. Yeah, yeah but this, it, just week by week his threat is lessening and lessening and it's just... Yeah, he's very worrying, but alternatives, where are they, you know? What I'll do, so just a, a few little bits and we'll go on to a couple of individual performances that we've, we've I think we've pulled them out over the over the weekend, I think everybody has. So Huddersfield have now hit the woodwork more times than they have scored goals. So we've hit the woodwork <laughs> six times and scored four. Uh, Huddersfield are winless in 15 games in all competitions, five draws, ten defeats, the worst run since November 2000. So even Wadsworth had a better run, because we've Is that the Bruce? We've not scored in 33 games out of the last 50. Who's November 2000's manager? Come on, get your quiz. Is it Lou Macari, that? Is that 100% uh, like actually, Oh, that? do you know what? That could be the end of I'm Steve. Not, no, hang on. I no, no, that's 2000, 2001, so that's Steve Bruce, yeah. Yeah. That's towards the end of Steve Bruce's tenure, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, Freddie Cocker, I'm going to bring in his tweet a little bit earlier because he does mention a couple of things. So uh, he says, I know these will have been covered, um, but he says, Moy on the left wing, three central midfielders and Benza, Chris Powell formation flashback. To be honest, Will Hughes played on the wing for Watford, so it, to me it just seemed to match Watford up a bit. Uh, is Derm, one, one thing he's mentioned, is Derm delivering on the expectation he came with? It's interesting. I saw another tweet as well saying he's no, certainly no better in this tweet, his opinion, worse than kind of Lever and and that as well. But it's I saw that as well. Yeah. The only trouble is you've got expectation on on Dame that people, yeah, we are World Cup winner, but didn't play. But obviously, and it's but 
he's been out of the game for so long. My expectations would have... I'll, anything I'll would have bonus, Neil, to be fair, mate. We've signed in Congolo, Diakabe, Mbenza, Sobe, Hamer, Bakuna. And if we only got left with Derman Congolo, we wouldn't be any worse off than we are now. We'll come no. on to the summer recruitment in a bit, but I think Moy for, me, for, for sorry, Matt, for Moy for me, I, I Uddersfield Town don't win unless out of my play as well. That to me, that is correct. just a fact, and it worries me that he no, looks I, I go with that. he looks out of gas. I mean, to be fair, he's a player that hardly you know looks like full of energy when you see him. He's kind of got it kind of demeanour, but I thought on, on Saturday it was almost like. We we disagree on my don't it was we? Just because bizarre where they were playing. Yeah, but I I thought against Liverpool, obviously we had a bit of a spat last week, or a disagreement, shall we say? Well, but you I, were the only person to say. Yeah, that, but, I, but we'll gloss over that. But I but again, <laughs> I I've not been raving about Mister Moy. Then it wasn't than good on Saturday, but I thought there were seven worse performances than Moy on Saturday. But, oh yeah, but to be fair, well, you can't really say anybody but played well. We don't win unless he plays well. So it's some others need to step does up that, to the plate. Come does on. That, well, that's going to go on to the summer recruitment as well, isn't it? What we're going to talk about in a bit. But for me, Derm has been a massive plus. I expected him to yeah. play three games this season and go back to Germany having had multiple injuries and setbacks. And for me, up until Saturday, I thought he'd actually been one of our better players this season. So I've been actually quite pleased with him. just getting going. But when you're in the middle of a team putting in a performance like that, you're going to struggle full mm. stop. I liked his interview after on Radio Leeds. Again, positive could have done with him in here probably tonight helping us but real positive mindset you know looking already to follow me he's you know that game's kind of gone and it's moved on but I think when Wagner signed him he was mentioning that it's just a great to have this kind of character around the dressing room so again I think it's one of those where you know I'm not, not maybe comparing to Effley or what have you but I think he's going to do a lot of good that we don't see so I think I think it's probably a bit harsh to be honest with you and that as well especially you know with when he's just chased. Take, take Saturday out. I'm really pleased with Eric yeah. Dope. Same. Really pleased. Yeah. Um, so. So, well, let's be fair. There were some people, when I put that poll out last week, there were some people in Derm adding on to that after only playing maybe four or five games. So I think he's played six, has he? So you can't write him off after after one no, I, I, iffy I, performance. He's, I, he's I would. Uh, like I say, Lerver hasn't played every game either, but they des- I thought Derm... If he'd have played one or two more, I'd agree he should be on the list. And for me, he'd be up at the top, in the top two or three. Um, but we'll we'll talk about some individual performances because there have been quite a lot of comments about them. Depoitre, we've kind of covered. Um, I got a YouTube notification this morning from a, an account I do not follow. It was a it was a YouTube suggest, and it was almost like it was rubbing my nose in it a little bit. It says, YouTube suggest watching a hat-trick scored by striker Alexandra Pato for a Chinese team. <laughs> and I sat there and went, no. this is the first time I've seen a striker score a goal since Gold? about April or May. And the question for you guys is, can you remember the last player to score a hat-trick for Huddersfield Town in the league? Is it Jordan Rhodes at Wickham? It is not. Oosh. And <laughs> you go back to this season and there were two hat-tricks this particular season by two different players. I think it's James Vaughan for some reason, but I couldn't tell you again. James Vaughan is one of them, but he's not the last one. James Vaughan scored a hat trick when we beat Bournemouth five one in the championship. Did he not hat trick for us? He did not. <laughs> There's been no hat trick since David Wagner's come in. To be fair, we're lucky if we score three goals in, in the championship, but it's not what we do. His goals. 
Shall I tell you? Or do you want another no, second? Tell us. Just tell us. <clears throat> the last player to score a hat trick for Huddersfield Town was at Vicarage Road and was Danny, Danny Ward. Ward. Yeah. In 2014, yeah, yeah. he was the last one. There were a couple of, <laughs> a couple of strange free kicks. Which yeah, my last game at season, there was a goalkeeper at Watford who got in the England under 21 squad, and I thought in he fact, was didn't garbage. Because Naki gone off injured in that game, I can't remember. But Lolly played well that game Joel as well. Played well back yeah, game. he did. Chris, don't mention Joel Lolly had a meltdown again. <laughs> He's in my stats Bring later. Joel Lolly back. I think, I mean, you're going to come on to recruitment at some point, but I think it was so evident. I mean, Watford understood, yeah. Different parts of the season. Last season, Silva was out. There was in free fall, but to me, it looked like they'd recruited really, really well. They've that, got that. Um, the Pozzo family have got three clubs, yeah. don't they? Is it Granada in Spain? They've got yeah. and they've got Udinese, and they've got this yeah, yeah. huge scouting network that they plug into. London they're very, well, very so lucky for the, what they've yeah. got at their yeah. resources. Are what for fans? It they're, they're very, very switched they are, on because they seem to change the manager every twenty minutes, don't they? It works. It works, it's bizarre, it it works. I thought this guy was on a downward curve, but he's he's done good. He's really good. Give him a lot of And they're good to watch, and and that's all you can say. But to be fair, they had a bit of mercy on us because I just felt they could have gone. I I still think that Ducari is probably the best central midfielder outside the top six, or one of them. I think he's absolutely outstanding. Outstanding. So we'll talk about a couple of individual performances. Uh, Zanka, for me, is probably his worst performance ever for us. Definitely his worst since Swansea away. It was awful. It, it was like watching Neil Trotman. It was it was that bad. Positionally, everything just it, it was all right on the ball, but he was just he was just having one. He's giving away unnecessary fouls. His discipline went. I like this guy a lot as a footballer and as a as a character. I don't know him obviously, but his character that comes across as a footballer, I, I think he's a it's really top man. It's just, it's just and a lot of people are suggesting he gets dropped. And Freddie's also said, "What about his form since the World Cup?" I think he's been fine. I think. This for me was a yeah. one-off. I don't think he's as been good as how he finished last season when I thought he oh, turned was, it around. He was to amazing. Be knocking on yeah, the I think what amazing. he does do from that last weekend is it opens the door rather easily for Wagner to chuck Congolo back in against Fulham, and I think if he's but, fit, yeah, he, he, said, yeah. he said he's fit. He said last week he's fit. He just didn't want to rush him in for Watford game. So okay. for, for me, he plays. To chuck the captain him. would be some a hell of a uh, statement, Neil. But yeah. It'll be interesting, yeah. Come Speaking come of on. captains, Neil, an ex-Watford player had a bit of a mare, I thought. Some people have said he was man of the match, but I thought he was really poor. I, I couldn't have picked a man of the match out of that game, to be fair. Not in, not in, a, not in a town shirt, anyway. Uh, I'd have we, probably we gone just Schindler, all but, about, you, but you, that's a sympathy. You've lost 3-1, you've been one. murdered, you've been awful, you can't pick a man of the match. 3-1, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah, that'd, be, that'd be nice, a consolation goal. Richard worked hard. <laughs> Yeah, big effort put a shift yeah. in but he's, the thing is though obviously on TV you don't happened. see how they all he was running he yeah. was putting a shift in and that, but that's the minimum in the Premier League I've still players. got my problem with Bichard is still that there is no tangible results in terms of assists and goals and that's what he's there to provide he's still not provided a, I know it's not all well, his fault fair, look who he's playing alongside on Saturday I know, I know it's not all his fault and he works hard and he has looked pretty good I didn't think he was great on Saturday but who was and he was good against Liverpool and thing, but he's still not created or scored since February. And as a number ten, that's he's not good. And I know he's not always played, and he's been in and he's out, not, and he's been subbed. He played, and, he played alongside. On but Saturday, he's got to do more for me. Somebody who wouldn't have looked out of place with an Ishmael Miller shirt on, him, right? <laughs> or yeah. a Bradford shirt on. But yeah, yeah, it was very close to scoring it. as well. It was a, it was a yeah. pretty good effort, yeah. to be fair to him. I think the positive subby come on. He uh, did. I, I saw the the official. Account because yeah. he said that Sobby came on and played well. I, 
I don't know if I played well, but he looked. I thought he just movement looked. I don't know if my bottom lip no. was out, but I just saw him come on and kind of shield the ball and pass it backwards. Or I I'll be honest, I probably lost plot by then. Yeah, I think I had. I didn't. Okay. I didn't see the. Yeah, I, I didn't walk out of there thinking, "Wow, he had a good game." But I thought, just he kind of come on and and showed for the you ball see, and fetching Bakuna. Yeah. It's an odd one. He looks well. Nowhere the, near ready. The game's that. lost. Throw him in. It is, but you know he looks nowhere near experience. ready for me. No, but we'll come to the summer recruitment. <laughs> Um, Let's just do some recruitment. So again, we've, we've mentioned Moy had a. We, we've put the mockers on on uh, Lerva um, with, I mean, with a podcast. Forget about the going through any others. We, uh, we've had a stink. Yeah. And Benza couldn't chop a bag of no, sand. That, that, I don't know what. Philip Billing. I've seen a few uh, people. There's an account on on Twitter who seems to have it in for him, and I don't understand why. I I, I have an inkling as to why, and I'm not going to say it, but. One thing a few people have said is, is it time to bin the long throw? Try Philip Billing. Well, we're getting boxed, don't we, with that? Can we try it? Can we try it first? <laughs> We've um, a lot of people are asking for that to be. His, his accuracy with the long throw isn't always spot on. But do you want to know? Do you want to know a sad stat? I'll tell you a stat. As bad as his long throw is, fifty percent of our goals this season have come from it. Yeah. Yeah. So as you say get the ball in the box and sometimes things happen we've got bigger issues than Phil Billings long throws do you know what his throwing reminded me of on Saturday can you remember the Sheffield United game in 2012 where Lee Clark had lost the plot and it was an absolute clog fest and we had Sean Morrison trying to throw the ball in the box from the halfway line doing his windmill throw and I think four or five went out for a goal kick it kind of reminded me a little bit I had a, a nice little flashback to let's be fair to put a tin out on Saturday we lost 3-0 it could have been a lot more. We were awful. The end. To be fair, if we'd have scored yeah, first, that's sad, if we'd have scored first, it could have been different. Yeah, but if, it wasn't. If, if, we, if, we lost. If, if. Um, after the game, players jetting off. Neil, you put a tweet out. You weren't overly impressed, but I think you've calmed down a bit. Yeah, since I've, 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 <laughs> I've gone and retrieved my teddies. <laughs> um, it just winds me up that we've been we've scored. We haven't scored. You know, <laughs> yes. No, I mean over the season as a whole, we've not we've not won a game. We don't look like winning a game. We're not scoring goals, and I just for me it just sends out the wrong message when you see on Instagram players jetting off here, there, and everywhere. I've calmed down a bit now. I appreciate it's a little bit longer till next game. It's a Monday night, and they need to see the families and whatever else. But sometimes it just would so some goodwill if fans could see him back in Monday morning giving it what for planning ahead because let's be fair something's got to change and it's got to change pretty quick we're 10 games in we don't look like we can buy a win at the moment and he needs to find a way of doing it so to his credit one of the players that posted um, himself jetting off was Elias Kachunga and since yeah. then uh, his uh, personal trainer has been posting Videos of him working really hard um, over in Germany, which is which is good. That's well, the kind I'll, of thing I'll you be honest. See. From what I've seen of all the others, it'd start for me against Fulham. I'd have him and Van der Parra back in against Fulham. I'm just hoping Danny Williams is somewhere near. I mean, God, if anyone's follows him on Instagram, I don't think anyone could be working in it no, to, to he, get back he, in. He and I think he can himself. give us something a little bit different than 
than what we're seeing, to be yeah, honest I with agree. you. And that's I'd, well, I'd love to see Danny Williams. Yeah, but the trouble is you don't get to hear much about his one week off, two weeks off. No, just, the thing is, yeah. he came back in and in an awful performance for team away at Stoke, and I'm thinking, oh, just wasn't really yeah. Danny Williams can't be far yeah. off his play this, and we haven't seen him since. No. So, he had a setback yeah, with his like knee. He had a he had a knee setback, I think, yeah. during that time. So, on the jetting off, me and you, Cosy, we we aren't as bothered by it. I think the days of kind of punishing players by making them run on the training ground yeah. is gone. I think they it's react completely different. It's not punishing for me, but for me, for me, for me, you've got to think as well. Is it better to get them back training, or is it better to just go look? You've had a bad day. Get away. Forget about it. Come back. Recharge your batteries. And to be fair, we've done this all the way through Wagner's tenure, yeah, win, is, lose or draw. That's my point. Why, why change? Yeah. Why change just because? If it's Mark Robbins or, you know, one of the other managers and that's happening. Well, like I said, power. Power. I once yeah. remembered that yeah. following game were on Monday and not on Saturday. I were a bit more, nah, okay. Yeah, I've got and no it's problem. it's not like they're all jetted off for a week's holiday, you know. No, no. I, and to be fair, they can post what they want. But I have to say that it did... I know what you're saying, Neil. Though I just thought they didn't really need to put that on, you know. No. Maybe, they, maybe if you do go away, things aren't great. Maybe just don't Snapchat. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah, put do it on. I mean? But if we're winning, though, we when don't even have this debate, do we? No, you know, so it's like, that's what I mean. Yeah. I don't that's, think that's, your that, habits yeah. should change when lose or draw. Yeah, for but me. that's a completely different ball game, and if you're winning games, I, I just don't think your habits should change regardless of the result. I just think you should have your your mantra, and I don't. I, I just don't think. Because we do this all the time, we have done since Wagner came in. I think if he said, "Look, none of you are going away. You're on the training ground." I think, I think people would treat that players would treat that as a punishment. Yeah, and I just, I think man management doesn't work like that. Warner could probably do it and get away with it, but I just don't think players respond to that anymore. But anyway, well, let's boys, talk it's, about it's, summer it's, recruitment. It's, it's what it is. Listen to this, boys. Huddersfield well, Town have not won a game in ten, going back was it fifteen last season. Huddersfield Town are five points off 13th place with two home games to come against Fulham and West Ham over there. It's absolutely incredible. I Bonkers. think you can seek solace from that. The only the worrying thing for me is just kind of, I, I felt that one win, I don't know, I, I, I don't like to take comfort from a table, but you have to. I mean, it was incredible getting on the bus on Saturday. The driver says, listen to these scores, and he reeled them off, and you just couldn't make it up, really, could one, you? And, one interesting yeah. thing, Cosy, is last year, I, I re- I'm only going by memory on this, so I don't have this written down. And it was a week, I think it was about a week ago I saw this. And it was a stat which said the top six against the rest this year. I think last year there was a lot of teams yeah, beating the top six. Sad. And I think yeah. this year they've got 35 out of 40 points. out of 40, well. uh, Yeah. And the top six are not dropping points. And therefore, that what that's happening is that's contracting towards the bottom. And the bottom teams are getting away with winning yeah. less because yeah, yeah. they're not able to take points off the top so six. So therefore this season, yeah. chances are that the points total going down will yeah. be lower than It could than be last less. Season. But you look at, I always think, never mind, the other, look, look at, look at, yeah, look at, you know, I think the worrying thing for me, and I think we've had the discussion maybe on the signings, is who's making the impact? Congolo probably carried on where he'd left off, to be fair. I don't class him as a new player though, Congolo. No. No, I suppose, but the rest is... He, he, we signed yeah, it, but he's not really... We, we, we all, yeah. We're all screaming out for attacking intent. Yeah. And we've bought some. Yeah, so we'll do summer recruitment. So, 11 games in, it's probably a good time to analyse the recruitment. So, in the summer, we were crying out for a quality winger and maybe another number 10 to challenge Pritchard as Sabiri looked a bit bit way off. Although, to be fair to Sabiri, in pre-season, he looked pretty good in the bits that we saw. And for Germany under 21s, he's had a, had a great game. He never season, gives the ball away. <laughs> Should be in for that. Cosy Rioke. One, two. Anyway. Um, so I think in the earlier podcast, we all said, do you know what? We've signed a couple of wingers. We've signed this, that and that. We're all quite happy. 
Um, I think the only thing I, I think Neil, you fancied another midfielder. Still do. Still, what what was the reason healthy. behind that? Partly because you can't rely on Ogden Billing to stay fit and not get sent off. Okay. And Moy will be going away in January for a full month. So was it a midfielder to replace? Because we have an eight and a six, don't we? The six is more defensive. Sits between the two centre backs. He's more defensive. Are and you Danny looking for? Williams a... is also never fit, which has carried yeah. through so far. I don't think that's something you could maybe foresee, is it? But. So, were you looking for more of a six or more of a Moy type? More of a Moy type. More of a Moy type. Because I, I sort of think Billy and is I think kind the press, of... But the, he's, he's raw, but he's that kind of more type, more, more of an eight than a six. Is that enough to keep us up? No. So, it, I still stand but by... But would the money have been better spent elsewhere? Anyway, we're, we're digressing for, a little bit, aren't for, we? For me, it, it was just my opinion. My opinion is we need another one. No, to be honest, we I could... I still think we do. January 1st, we could go get someone alone and cover my but we'll we'll have to see what happens on that one so recruitment wise it was wingers costing because they know the plane potentially but for me i i fancied a different type of striker to departure munich i know i'm i'm so boring sometimes that i say the same things over and over but for me those two are too similar and we've got no differential striker in that kachunga can play there colin can play there but they're not Proper strikers for me. We need. Let's be fair. If Quan is the answer, I don't even know what question is. It, it can't. Uh, do you know what? It, <laughs> I've got a good one for you it's a bit later on, and you will not enjoy it's this. Even back in eighteen, but that's just sort of. Let's let's that's go more through condemning who we've bought rather than anything else. Yeah. So recruitment wise, so we signed Congolos around seventeen, eighteen million. Bargain. Brilliant player. Love him. Flo Hadajinai was made permanent. Um, I I wouldn't have signed. But we don't count that. He's last season's player for me. He is. I, I still want to sign him, but I'm going to whisper that. Uh, Lossell signed. Everyone, I think, would have said yes to Lossell, apart from Ian Kilroy. I love you, Ian. Uh, Eric Derm's come in. Uh, Andrew at Regminator says, Is Derm Emperor's new clothes no better than Lerva for me? Steady performer, not standout World Cup winner. We've covered that. I like Lerva. Yeah, give him a chance. Come on. Uh, I like Lerva and I like Derm. Uh, I think Derm is our best right back. Derm have played for the year. I don't think so, it's pretty well longer than that one, isn't it? Yeah, so, so back at level where he's already is uh, I, I, pretty I, I good. I like him. I and really for me, like he stays fit. He's only going to get better and better. Yeah, so. I really like him. I do. Honestly. And for what it'll cost, which is peanuts in, in Premier League money. I like how he's he's Bargain. not he's not doesn't have a dominant foot. He can play left yeah. or right. He's like, isn't it like weird him. how things look like different him. though? Now no I no of a signing. I I, I thought well. we had midfield cover. I thought when people were saying we need another strike, I were really poo pooing him like. It's incredible, isn't it? Looking at now, you're thinking. Wow, we do, we definitely need another striker. striker yeah, and and obviously the confidence has taken a knock, and the guys yeah. just don't look the same player. There's no cohesion, the touch, no. everything. It's just, but he just thinks the trouble is more games without a win. Is it just a confidence thing? Because they don't come bad players overnight. But let's be honest, last year we were exactly free flowing, free scoring. So it's it's been longer than just this season, and possibly beyond March really, and and things yeah. like that as well. It probably. When you look back at it now, the bounce that we had coming well, if, in. If you there. look, when, when I were on uh, that thing with Radio Leeds last week, and Leon Wobshaw were on from Yorkshire Yorkshire Post, and he reminded us a good. Well, this is actually a good stat, Matt. Ready for this one? That town when we were in Championship out of twenty five wins, twenty one were by yeah, a goal. goal, yeah, and that were all down to mm. playing teams that just weren't as good as us, and we harassed them and battered. I can only remember in the in the. 
a promotion winning season beating one team by more than one goal and that was Ipswich at home. Three nil at home didn't that's, we? Yeah we did. And do you know we were diabolical until we scored the first and that as well. It's a shame really because there's some rubbish around. I watched that Burnley Chelsea game on Sunday and Chelsea absolutely Burnley just know how to sneak points don't they? They do but, but, but I thought Chelsea good. looked you know obviously Chelsea had, we played a lot better against Chelsea than, than Burnley did. Burnley looked a team I just thought wow they've got a but like you said they grind out something. there's a they're, lot of they're, rubbish they're around trouble for me, Burnley yeah, still. there's rubbish around this why if we just ashamed these oh god we say every week this game this game this game but with two home well, games I can now, where... by the time we finish this podcast, it's been ready to hang ourselves all time. <laughs> we're going to be leaving here, convinced we're beating Fulham, and we're going to stay up and Fulham and West Ham. What you know, if we could get oh, here, if but if, if, back if, to if. back four points or something like that, yeah. all of a sudden we're we're in there, p- yeah. fight throwing so punches. So let's draw you back on point again, Cosy, because I know you like to, I know you love a tangent <laughs> just a bit. But we'll go back to summer crew. Bakun is coming, he's not the midfielder you were looking for Neil a, a young project player to replace Dean Whitehead on the face of it seemed alright uh, he's not really made an impact but the you one... did at Stoke <laughs> <laughs> there's there's one position so I'm going to this is this is the Hello, section <laughs> this is the section now Neil where I've got loads of stats and I'm going to I've spent too long collating these so I'll put me for it I'll put so me you guys put the kettle on put the kettle on slippers on heater for me because it's freezing and Cosa, you can knock her away on your phone, but so I'm just looking at this bottom. I'm just seeking solace from 13th below. We're still in there, boys. We're we still there. Fun. Come on, one position at a time. It's, a, it's an awful league. Wrong thing to say. It's not. Yeah, but it's just not. It's a mini league, isn't it? That we're it's, in. It's a mini. It's a mini league of about 12. To be fair, let's be honest. Right. So. Some of the stats I've got. So we've had 48 Premier League games. We've not scored in 27 of them, which is 56% of games oh we've not scored in. That includes the start to last season. In 2018, we've had 27 Premier League games not scored in 17, which is 63% of games we're not scoring scored in. at home. It's November. If we carry on... Uh, my, mate Tom, my mate Tom keeps uh, what he calls a spreadsheet of doom. Um, and... He calculates the points based on uh, goals, goals per game, against, against per game, points ratios, etc., etc. He works in finance. He's got nothing better to do. He, if we extrapolate everything at the minute, on 2018 form, we are going to finish the season on 22 points. That's on the plus bad. side, it beats Derby. <laughs> yeah, Sunderland. On the well. negative side, we are not staying up with that. And the problem with what we've been going on about now for over 12 months is the lack of productivity from our wide men. So, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Cozzy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium. You're right near the pitch. Great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
had a look at some statistics and I've used the official Premier League website and they're very harsh on Van La Parra because it hasn't counted Van La Parra's chance creation for De Poitre, um as a chance is created. But these are some of the stats. So Van, Van La Parra get five goals last season? I'm only counting Premier League. He got Did two he in the cup. He got Bolton, I think, and I guarantee none of these Birmingham, will just maybe. sign or get anywhere near that this season. I still think he's our best winger, but one we'll more. So Van Lepara played 33, three goals. That's a goal or assist every 11 games. Kachunga played 19, one goal, one assist. That's that's a goal or assist every 9.5 games. I'm going with goals or assists because, to be honest, that is the metric these guys want measuring on. Tom Ince, some said we shouldn't have got rid of Tom Ince. Played 33, two goals, no assists. A goal or assist every 16 and a half games. I'd still pick him above either of those two. Here, uh, Alex Pritchard. This is this is last season, not including this. Alex Pritchard played 14, one goal, one assist. A goal or assist every seven games. Joe Lolly. These, these are players that haven't played more than 10 games. So Lolly played six, one goal, uh, goal or assist every six games. But obviously now, because they've played less, this is skewing it. Sabiri, one assist in five. Palmer played four, nothing. Um, the stat where you said, if Colin is the answer, what is the question? And the question is, who is our most effective attacking player in that three behind the striker? And the answer is Colin Kwana, played 26, four assists. That's a goal or assist every 6.5 games. In the summer, we have, I think, Mben- to trigger Mbenza's release clause is 13.5 million. Diakabi, 8 million or so. Sobi just short of six. That is 27.5 million on wingers that can do what Colin Kwana did. Which is a worry. And if you go, if you do that Newcastle style, that's twenty-seven point oh. The next one, if you take off the Tom Ince money, yeah. Um, across the attacking trio, Neil, last season there's a hundred and forty appearances, eight goals, and seven assists. This is three players behind a striker. What that means is that those three players are strikers. Between three players, it takes nine point three three games for them to either score or set a goal up. That is where our problem is. Do you think? Speaking of Diakabi, played seven, no goals, no assists, no chances created. Pritchard this season, no goals, no assists, no chances created this season. And Benza played six, no goals, no assists, no chances created. Van Lepara played five, no goals, no assists, one chance created. Kachunga played three, no goals, no assists, no chances created. Sobi doesn't count. That am, that am I making my point? Count that the shots that they've had, though, does it? No. Because there has been a couple of them. Not many, but a couple. But um, <laughs> Forget all, all, all in all, it's not rocket science, is it? We've been poor. We don't look like we've got a goal in us, and it has got to change. It's as simple as that. So in those those trio players I talk about this season, there's 31 appearances, no goals, no assists, and there's one chance created. That is where our problems are, and... Is it tactical? Is it is it because they're not good enough? That I think there's a lot of things. Um, Neil, you said in your little agenda pre-match, Mbenza, Diakabi, Sobi, are they genuinely an improvement on Van La Parra, Kachunga and Kwana? Your answer is? No. Do you know, I, I feel really sort of harsh saying this, but I watched, when we watched, we all watched the Leon Friendly and Diakabi came on. And he had this shot from outside the box, which looked like he'd hit it with a, a lob wedge and under no pressure. And I just thought, what was that? Technically, if I saw an eight-year-old do that, I'd be like, what on earth was that? And 
to me, at the minute, they, these guys are young. They're projects. They can improve. They probably will improve, and they will get better. We look but at. Do you, do you buy three projects? When this you is this is my problem. You why many of your attacking midfielders? I know we've. I know established players probably don't fit into our wage bill. Is a project. Yeah, everyone we've bought is a project. But the problem I think is obviously the wage bill and how we fit established players in. I would have happily signed less and more established players personally. Yeah, two or two or three of quality. There's a lot of people blaming Olaf Rebbi for this, but the point I want to make on Olaf Rebbi is your recruitment starts six to twelve months before. It starts one or two transfer windows before. We went a long time without any We've got no director of football. Yeah. Stuart Webber left in January two thousand seventeen. He went on gardening leave. We had no director of football for six months. So and our Premier League chat recruitment. Came in, didn't we? David Moss had to come in on the fly, left in about September, October, yeah. and we had no director of football. Our, the problem for me is that we've had very little planning and you can't have David Wagner often, doing it's everything. It's been mentioned elsewhere. Why all of a sudden we've left, uh, I don't know if it were transfer policy, but we've left a route of getting players from Germany and that's been successful for us. This is and all uh, of a sudden we've left that alone, and now this is what Elliot came up. Yeah, with Yeah, and, and, and he's right, and, and now we're all of a sudden we're getting, you know, three or four in from France. And Stuart, uh, I'll be honest, odd. we were scouting France when Stuart Weber was here. It, we, Munier was scouted the previous season by uh, by Weber and his contact. So we've always been there. I like Munier. I ain't got an issue with that. The rest of them. But no, I, for me, so sure. the reason why we've done it is because we've we've got promoted last year and we've gone. Oh wow! Look at this. We've got Lerva, lax pace. Oh, look, we like Lerva, lax pace. Tommy Smith, lax pace. Schindler, not lightning, but he gets away with it. Moy, lax pace. Hog, lax pace. Kachunga, lax pace. Van der Parra got it in spades. Pritchard, lax, lax, <laughs> lax speed. Depuacher, lax speed. And I think we've gone to a country which is well versed in creating well, players of he, strength he's, and he's speed. Come from a family of athletes, and he's he's clearly he is an athlete. Quick. He doesn't look a footballer at the minute. No, he doesn't. And it's harsh to say it, but he just he doesn't. He's not done anything yet. Uh, he did all right against Everton, but he's not done anything yet that to me, which suggests that he knows what he's doing. And it's mean saying this, but for me, and Benzer and Diacarvi just look like reanimations of Malvin Kamara. But then I know YouTube is that anything, but the stuff the club put out when we signed them both is clearly talents there. But they've got to come to the party and. ASAP. Got, it's got to start soon. It has to, Neil. We, we can't rely and you can't have a team in the Premier League that's wanting to stay there on potential. Potential's great, but potential needs to be pushing established. I think it, try and for me, it just it highlights, though, that number one, we got promoted without any squad. Half the, t- half the team was on loan. We've, we've constantly been trying to build a Premier League squad. And I think one of the main problems is a Premier League squad and our budget are very, very difficult to put together. And we either run with a really small squad and a little bit more quality, or we have a squad. And I'm afraid you can't sign players like uh, who we're linked with, El Yanusi, uh, who went to Southampton, a couple of others. You have to sign Diakabi because otherwise you, you, you don't have the wage structure. And I think that's part of the problem. And I don't blame anybody for that. We are what we are. One One player I was... Desperate for us to sign last around last August September was um, James Madison, um, who we've we've mentioned it before. He got too good too quickly, too valuable for us. No problem. Um, we're looking at January, and there's a player that I quite like the look of Neil, who's a wide player, got loads of pace, plays in the Championship. 
60 appearances, 15 goals, 8 assists so far, plays for Brentford, who in a few months will probably cost like 18 million. But one player I would maybe have a look at, we're looking at possibilities now, and one player I'd maybe look at is Ollie Watkins from Brentford. Yeah, I like the look of him. He's, we're at Exeter on it. Yeah, he's one player I like the look of and one I would jump in for before he becomes a Madison and becomes too valuable. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll stick that there. I'll put my neck on the block there. I, I like him a lot. And you I like see, I'd rather have spend the eights, the tens on players like that rather than a dear Carby. The the problem as well is that the market in England is so inflated oh, as well, isn't it? It's you can, bonkers. Dear Carby probably cost eighteen million over here. It's it's that that crazy. Well, thank God he went over here then. <laughs> But it, it, it's just that crazy. Does I, that I, mean we can sell him for 80? Don't think so. <laughs> two players I like are Watkins and, uh, and Mopay. If, we, if we're yeah. doing anything in January, I'd, I'd love those two. They're probably going to cost 20-odd million. And I don't yeah. know if we've got the budget anymore to, to do that. But I think there's going to be... It'll, it'll depend on how close or how far we are away from those that are around us when January comes. You hope that if Reba's doing his job right, that we've already got targets lined up and sort of primed. If we, we could don't get... want to be going into January because we, because of how we work, when we do, if we do sign them in January, they then need to come in and work two, three, four weeks before you even see them getting. There's a an international break, isn't there? I think. But, uh, but we all wait. It's almost weeks because he likes to get in the classroom. But. We we ain't got that time. No, Brentford play a similar style and they have a similar yeah. ethos to us, so maybe it fits. the The only problem is January pay a premium, and it's probably going to cost. And it also money. depends where they are in leagues. If they're challenging for a yeah, they've slipped place, off, they've tailed yeah, off a but, bit, haven't they? But they, they could easily it's, jump it's, back. It's, it's that is so tight that league. league yeah. Um, so I'd much uh, rather see that than we go back to France and buy another couple of unknowns. Yeah, twenty-two years old as yeah, well. Ollie Watkins. I, I would go if we could have. Yeah. Obviously, Brentford are going yeah. to see us coming and go. Absolutely, yeah. twenty million, aren't they? Yeah. But and if, that's understandable. Why if we could, they? if we could possibly do that, he's he's one player. I'd, he's one player I like. If he if we sign him and he does rubbish, blame me. We'll take them to and send him a couple of hours on loan to you know replace. If we could sign him or somebody like him, would you send him Benzema back? 100%. Would you terminate it? Yeah. Cosy. No. <laughs> You still think that Benz has got something to offer? Maybe? He's got to have. <laughs> Better than what we're seeing. You would hope so. So one of you two opened up to Twitter about if you, I think it was you, Cosy, was it? You said, if you were David Wagner, everything's what's happening at the moment. What would you do if you, if you were him? You know, you've kind of like played a bit of devil's advocate here. There's a lot of people kind of... Yeah, now you're worried about another one of my points because I want interested to gauge what people are thinking. Are they looking at the table like thinking a win on Saturday and maybe, sorry, Monday and could be out of it or are they thinking it's looking ominous? So. All right, so I'll read out some responses that you got on this one. There was uh, one which was at TTC. Matt says, number one, I'd ask uh, Supercost to stop making grand predictions of victory. <laughs> we are the people who sing of defeat. Um, Terrier Cass um, says, next international break, I'd go back to that deserted island to get the Terrier spirit back in the squad. Yeah, I, I, I think you might be reading another one out in a minute, mentioning about kind of we don't look as fit or as, as energetic as kind of we have under you know previous Wagner regimes as well. But I don't, it's hard, isn't it? Because... 
I think you this time last week we were saying the spirit was there. You know, we were praising the spirit. We were praising the Instagrams. We were praising what we were seeing. You kind of in you know in the Liverpool game. So I think I, like I feel bad being so negative because I, do, I, I don't like it. Yeah, no, I, I don't. feel uncomfortable about yeah, it. It's I not just the fact that this I is feel really bad for what I've just said listen. about. I feel really bad for what I've just said about Diakabi and Benza, but it's just but people, but we've, got a, we've got a perfect game though Monday night to really change it, haven't we? This is we have, yeah. This is the game. This is but when the we're game. doing stuff like this, we've got to be honest yeah. as well. You can't reel you back in, Cosy, because we'll talk about Fulham at the end. We? We, we've got to be honest when we're doing this. Two home games to come. Come on. Um, so Alfie Kennedy says I think Watford was our worst game of the season people are quick to forget yeah. that we dominated Burnley and Everton and went toe to toe with Spurs and Liverpool Reminded me of Leicester Matt although I thought it's a good shout Alfie Leicester the game we'd scored obviously first and that, that, that knocked the stuff out of me the fact that we just caved in like a pack of cards but we were still in the game after an hour if you remember the Potter yeah. said uh, this were different yeah. well, we were done at 20 minutes and the second half, it was a reaction in the second half that was so disappointing for me. We were just stood there and suddenly they were numb. There were nothing Soft. there. Yeah, we were rubbish. We were just like, and that's why they just said, have the ball. And we got 52% possession. For me, that, that it's not a bad shout. It's that, I mean, Stoke were dreadful in the Carabao, but in the league, I think, yeah, I would agree with that. I think that is yeah. the, the worst. Clive Wilkinson says, I don't recall any town player running at Watford with the ball or a direct run. We played so negative. At least Van der Parra will have a go and Big Cole would have done the same. Um, hashtag still believe. And the thing is, you can't argue with that, can you? No. There's a uh, a man here that you know, Neil, who gets his hair cut at the same place as me and you, Eddie Hoyle. Eddie, good lad. He says he's not overly com- concerned just yet and we're not adrift. Games this year have made me believe we're good enough to stay up. However, I'm disappointed with the summer recruits with the exception of Derm, Diakabian and Benza don't seem like Wagner players that work hard in both halves. I think that goes back to the uh, the classroom mentality that you were maybe there's a bit of work to do possibly. That's the thing. I mean, it's like if you could pinpoint a moment, a goal, a, a cross or something, you know, that you could kind of see as a bit of evidence that these guys can And Ben's make an showed impact. the odd flash here. I think yeah, it was did it against Spurs, Liverpool last Spurs week, where there was the odd flash. See, what but, I will but, say is if you... The odd flash, you'd be very generous. When we generous. get to Fulham match, if they win, if we, if we get in front with that at home, we actually score a goal at home. The place will lift. Mm. You'll feel the mood. If we score yeah, first, go, yeah. You know, and <sighs> what a game that is. That's all it takes. Mm. It just takes one cross, one header, one. You know, Johnny Ogg's not to it post to go in. You know, in off rather than out off. Mm. And it, it's that we just need that. You wouldn't follow Yeah, yeah. We need that bit. Of, yeah. Fulham's Speaking of luck, uh, Claire Hill has sent. Some message that says the word luck has been used the last few matches in town have been unlucky to get points they deserved due to the slightest of decisions and marginal errors. But this weekend we needed to go out, play above our game and make our own luck. We didn't and it's frustrating. I'm 100% behind Wagner and the club needs unity. It's what makes the club special. But are we not scoring goals due to tactics or because of players? Are players being constrained by the tactics and losing their creativity? If we got another striker, would the same thing happen? Um, finishes by saying I'm forever optimistic and what I've seen of play at home in recent matches remain hopeful but we need to stop relying on luck and play above our game well the thing is Matt the Ragnar record speaks for itself over this tenure at Uddersfield Town and, and it goes back doesn't it and we're just reading off there them stats near one goal wins and what have you we, we don't score goals under David Wagner that's just a fact you know tactics or what have you I think it's just the way 
his team set yeah. up to play. I don't think we're ever going to. But very most, most of them we do get yeah. in front. Yeah, we don't I'm quite confident that we're going to get a result out of it because we, we yeah. do tend to play very well once we do get in I front. I still think of that Bournemouth game. Oh, God, it, it just looks so out of place compared to a lot of other stuff we've seen. But that was just beautiful, wasn't Bonkers, it? Bonkers, wasn't it? Players running off each other, just yeah. excitement. Oh, that was just a like, good side, not Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, look at side. them now. That's unbelievable what's happening down there. Mm. Michael Casey, arm like a horse's, horse's leg, says we might have to buy an informed striker at a premium in January from either Europe or, champ, or the Championship, which we've covered slightly. Uh, just a couple more. Malky over from America, where we get lots of uh, listeners from America, so hello to all the USA Terriers. USA! Um, we are showing more fight than we did in those turgid first few games where we never had a shot. Unfortunately, our lack of quality is leaving us exposed. Second half, our heads went down, needs to fix it. Your favourite, Alan Allen Lee, 19 Neil says Saturday was simply terrible. Yeah, we hit the crossbar and had other four good chances. First half, all we really offered in the second, all really offered in the second half was a snapshot from Mbenza. The defending for all the goals was embarrassing. And you know what's worse, lads? The worst thing, Watford didn't even offer any half-time alcohol. That was desperate. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing. We after couldn't even get a dodgy half, Carlsberg. After that first half, yeah. the one thing you needed. <laughs> the worst. We all knew it before. It was that was the worst thing mentally. You think you can't even escape for a beer and that as well. So yeah, it's shocking. Yeah, he finishes Neil by making a, a valid point of what we were saying. Um, not this week maybe at the end of last week was that he says if somebody's playing well in a position why do we need to shoehorn them in so if Billing's playing well why does Moy need to play and vice versa you know pick your players in the best positions and stick with them um, Andy Moore says all the emphasis on the defensive positions back three back four etc it's time we just concentrate on the front four Sam says it's a double edged sword I only listened to the commentary but it sounded like we'd spend more time on working and creating goals and less time on our defensive setup. Sivan John so we're listen, we're big in Malaysia as well now not worried at all. We knew this was coming. Just curious as to what's going on in Wagner's head. Is there a long-term project? And thanks for everyone else who's who's got in touch. So, Cosy, you've been having a look at the fixtures for Saturday. Yeah, it's an interesting fixture list. Uh, there's even a Saturday night game. It's quarter to eight after the Arsenal-Liverpool game. But obviously, we're not too what bothered time? about any of this, uh, you know, kind of at the top. Massive games. Oh, it's Cardiff-Leicester. Obviously, for for really sad reasons, that's gonna game's gonna get a lot of attention on Saturday. Newcastle Watford's a fascinating game. Let's hope Watford go up there with the kind of the, the format they showed against us. Saying, saying last week they can be up yeah. and down Watford, so we don't want them to be down. I didn't click Saturday. on it, but I saw I follow kind of a couple of Newcastle journals, and one said the next five games something. It sounds like they've got what we've got. You know, I wish I had the stats, but a, a pro- program that this is make or break. So I think they're looking on that. As, uh, Here's you know, massive. You all the best and West Ham Burnley how big's that game Claret and Blue v Claret and Blue so what do you want in that one though do you want a draw neither winners or do you want one? I think West Ham will be too good it's I want same West Ham as last year then, I do I think over yeah. the course of the season yeah. they're stronger than Burnley okay. absolutely but obviously the biggest game as we know is uh, on Monday night and then the viewing figures they've, be, they've had Tottenham Man City yesterday Monday night football, some of the sexiest football you'll see, but at least they'll have a decent feel to play on this. Yeah, they'll have a yeah, better pitch at town. Yeah, or the Sylvie Fulham. Well, Sky have probably done this on purpose yeah. because it's bonfire night and most people will be out watching a bonfire, so they're probably going, do you know what? No one cares about these two sticking <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, probably. The more and more I'm thinking about this game, it's just mainstream that, media. It's just absolutely mm. huge, isn't it? It's absolutely massive. It's the biggest game of the season. Yeah. I mean, I know it was the season before last, but Fulham absolutely wiped the floor with us both times, so tactically. Yeah, murdered us. Janovic against Wagner. It's a not a debate as we've seen with Carval and, and Wagner that. But Wagner got his own back at the end, so 
this game's huge. Uh, I just think Mitrovic, Andre Scherler's having a good year. He's the kind of a player that if we'd have got, you know, he's someone that would just be perfect for us at the moment. He can win a game. He's a, he's a gun. He's a class player. He's he, he, even I think he's thirty two now and that as well. He Sessignon's can really not bad hurt the other us. Side yeah, obviously he's not a bad player, but yeah. Mitrovic. So okay, they're, they're down with us, and they're not shy of scoring, are they? they no, score goals, what they just their problem their is at the back and that as well. But we can't score. Something's got to give, hasn't it? Yeah, something's got to give. Hopefully, in our favour for yeah, once. Yeah, let's up Congolo. Obviously, we're recording this well before the starts kind of, for me. Yeah, no, no brainer. He starts. Yeah, for me. it'd be great to want it a boost to see him. You know, yeah. we get his text at you know at seven o'clock on Monday night, and Congolo's snack. Yeah. I think Van La Parra will probably be back involved. Got to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be first Direct. Down shape for me, yeah, Monday. absolutely. I don't, I don't think it's a risk game. I don't think Mbenza or Dicab, I don't think he can sling these guys in. Sobe, could he come in, Neil? I think there's every chance. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, as, as long as Van La Parra starts and Congolo's back in, hmm. I'd start Mounier 100% instead of Poitra. Rest of them, not bothered. Yeah. Let's just get out there. You know, none hmm. of this browbeating... You know, get your clappers going, do this, bring the noise, do whatever else. Yeah. Just turn up, play the game, play it right, get stuck in and get us three points. I don't think they're looking forward to the game at all, Neil. I, yeah, I'm doing a bit with a kind I, of... I wouldn't if I Fulham. No, that... Let's be honest, it's one of them. Yeah. If you're anybody else playing town, a lot of time, everyone's probably thinking... You're rubbing your hands out, you? Yeah, yeah, it's three points, is this, but... There's also that little thing at the back mm. of your head going, they haven't won yet. No. They're, they're going to win sooner or later. But that was a horrendous result against Bournemouth on Saturday. Although Bournemouth had gone you know, to Watford, it's incredible what they're doing. You know, Can't wait till we play them. But yeah, they're. Uh, yeah, I don't think they'll travel north with, you know, kind of the. When well, you, I don't yeah. think they'll be as much swagger as when they came last time. No, absolutely. The Scott Malone game where yeah. it was so wonderful Yeah, <laughs> on that afternoon. But. The game is just so big because obviously we'll have seen the results. We'll know what potentially a win. This is the good. This is the thing. We're not adrift. It's there. It's within touching distance. I'm see, we're seeking solace in that table. But God could you know we could be out of bottom three by There's Monday. If words. you listen to this, you'd think we were finished. But yeah, There's two words I hate in football. Not and it, but it's three words. Must win. Oh, I thought you were going to say we go again. Oh no! I hate that. <laughs> but the thing is, for me, must win, and it is a must win. With the game on the Saturday against the West Ham, it's just that. Again, you'll probably hit this word momentum, but we can feel it. Like everyone will be coming yeah. out of the ground buzzing, your fingers crossed. Oh, you win on idea. Monday. West Ham would, and again, they won't look forward to coming to the field. If, if we won on yeah. Monday, you're, you're within a few mm. days to the next game rather than waiting yeah. a full week. The difference for me, though, the, with the two managers. Buzzing. That, I don't think Wagner's anywhere near. You know, obviously, being well, Dean said he's not going anywhere. No. But I think Yanovic, yeah, he's under a lot of pressure. Yeah, pressure Wait, I for me, this could be the, his last yeah. chance, really. So this, what, what kind of attitude is he going to be? I, I wonder whether they'll, you know, will he come for a win? Will he come? He, their tactics. Are going to I don't think he'll come out all going. All going no, I don't think he knows any different. Yeah. And why shouldn't no, they? No. Where we defended at Watford, yeah. but. Yeah, it's if we can defend right in his heads and just get that break, they can't defend. No, for me, it's a who scores first. It's, yeah, it is, it's yeah. so obvious. If they score first, they could beat us four one like they did last time we played them. Yeah. at our place. Wow, and we took lead in that as well. Isn't it? It's bad isn't it? yeah. when you when you're saying that, isn't it awful when you're thinking that? Just you know, if they get a goal, we're finished. But the but facts are there. Town, town have got to come out yeah. of that. It could be 
it's one or two ways for for the viewing public. It's either going to be an absolute stinker, yeah, which, yeah, or it could be one of those where you just sit back as an ultra and think they could be fireworks, Neil, yeah, yeah. rockets <laughs> flying off into the crossbar and hopefully in the goal. But yeah, this wow, this is such well, a big game. It's got to go for it. It's, yeah. it's just one of them. It's got to go for it. Yeah, Neil, you. Um, thanked everybody for the feedback didn't you from Cosy's question and you put a tweet out just to say what team would you guys play we've had a, a varied response I'll, I'll read some of them out so thanks for getting in touch um, most go with a back four so Andy M didn't pick Congola that was you you had a little bit of interaction didn't pick Congola it kind of went Lozel uh, even Derm Schindler Zanka Lerva Moyan Williams in the uh, double pivot with uh, he says Pritchard in the quarterback role, but I, I think he means number ten because p- quarterback roles usually just in front of your back four hitting diagonals, isn't it? But and Ben Zamunia in Van La Parra um, pace of movement, Pritchard in the quarterback role. Elliot said four two three one as well. He's gone with Moyan Billing in midfield. Um, time to go back to what we know: Sobi and Van La Parra out wide, Munier up front. Alan Allen Lee has gone with a. Four two three one as well with Mounier backing for Dupuatra, which seems a little bit unanimous. Although it does say dynamic four four two, but Pritchard can't really play up front. Uh, Sam Dixon says glad people realise Hogg isn't that good, which a bit harsh. Four three three for Michael Casey, Billing Moyen Pritchard. He's gone Mick Pritchard just in front, really in a bit of slightly more withdrawn. Sobi and Van Lepara pushed up. Uh, Graham Rayner, if you want to throw some dulcet tones in for Graham. Uh, he's not sure who to pick up front. He says try something different and put Kachunga up front, but I think having seen Kachunga up front before, I wouldn't do it. Uh, Alfie Kennedy as well. Again, four two three one with Munier up front. Need winners that can... Oh, I think he means wingers that can cause trouble down the channels as Fulham have been exploited there before, especially against Cardiff. So uh, thanks to uh, Sam and Terry Cass has gone with a back three. I think he's the only one who would go back three. Um for me, we don't score goals and we concede less with a back three, so I can see the method in that, but we'll see. So what what would you guys go with there? So thanks to Sam Law as well, who's gone with a four two three one, but he's thrown in Diacabi. Quite a few are saying Williams if fit to play alongside mine. I think you, you might have had that down, didn't you? Sort of pre-notes as well, Neil? Yeah. I, Congolo walks back in for me. Um, Subby starts for me. I think he lifts the crowd. I think he'll be positive. I'd would, I'd I'd have him in. You can't do any worse. I think is is the point there. Isn't I, don't, it? I don't. This sounds really harsh, but I, I don't want to see Mbenza, Diacabi, or De Poitre start. No, just no. Van der Parra, as long as Van der Parra plays, and Mounier, and Congolo, not bothered about rest. We just got to get, go out there and set a stall out, regardless of who's on pitch in a timeshare. Do you, get him, do you think he'll play Moy in that sort of more advanced role which we saw against Burnley and Liverpool where he was more sort of a... He was he didn't play out wide like he did at Watford. He was more tucked in, wasn't he? It was, more yeah, of it was a, bizarre at Watford and it didn't work. Yeah, he was more of a tucked um, in on the right. Do you think he'll go back to that or do you think he should just... I don't know. I, 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 or I should he just pick the two in midfield, the best it, two? From being 4-2-3-1 and rigid with it for two years... I'll be honest, now I'm unsure what we're going to be getting every time we go in. Mm. There's nothing sort of set, and I think, think that's, that's a probably bad part thing. of the problem. Think that's a, yeah. yeah, I think it's part of the problem. Okay. But yeah, so. regardless of who plays, this is one of those, and I say must win, and like I say, I hate the phrase, but 
it's against one of the sides that's directly around us. And if they win, there's a little bit of a gap all of a sudden. Whereas if we win, that gap's gone. I just so, think mentally if they win, ugh, I don't want to think about it. But yeah, it's a night for a bit of luck for town. It's a night for some, making something happen. It's I just hope the fans It's got all bring makings it, you know? of being a brilliant week at home. It has. And, and honestly, it feels far away at the moment to me, survival. And that feels a miles off, if I'm being but brutally this, honest. But a week. But yeah, give it a week, mate. F- four to six points yeah. in a week here. Yeah. And that is season against transforming rivals. stuff. It is. This it is, is it. Yeah, definitely. Time, but alternatively, moment. if we lose against Fulham and West Ham, do you think that's us done? Even though it's only November. It'd be hard to argue against it, wouldn't it? What, doing his podcast? Yeah, I think it is. We've not won. <laughs> I, think, I think we're the problem, aren't we? Yeah, I think we're the problem. I think Canadian are knocking at the door. Hang on a sec. Excuse me, is that, is that the home of the Whoppers? Yeah. Not that Dean Hall sounds yeah, like that. Whoppers of the week. Um, so I think I think all of us would probably go 4-2-3-1 and, yeah. and Van La Parra, I think, is key. I know yeah. he's... A, I know he's and at any point, if we are chasing it, please, 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 don't put two up do front. not put the Quattro and Mimoni up front. Doesn't work. Never has, never will. It doesn't work at all. Okay, so and we're not doing we're not doing score predictions no, because Cosy seems to jinxes every five week. nil Fulham. Oh, that'll do. That'll do. <laughs> I'm six nil Fulham. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We've done it. Okay, so it's usually at this point, um, Neil, where we do a. Uh, I, I cut across to you and you say you've been on Whopper Watch and you do your Whopper of the Week. Um, this week, instead, what we wanted to do was we, we didn't want to do a Whopper of the Week and instead no. we wanted to do a little a it's tribute not very to. Fitting this week. No, we wanted to do a, a bit of a tribute to the Leicester City chairman. So there's a couple. I, I, I've I've read a few articles about him, and he seems like such a a really smashing guy. And it is it's very very sad news. And I think all of us on this podcast would send our best wishes to Leicester City. Um, but there's a few things that this Leicester chairman did, and it resonated with me. It's very 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 similar to our very own. I was going to say that. So these are the things of what he's done. So he's he's bought the stadium back, um, which was previously owned by an American investment firm. He's removed all of the club debt and absorbed them himself. He spent £100 million of his own money on a training ground for the club. Uh, he's bought beers, donuts, snacks, crisps, all sorts of fans on, on certain points out, just, just for celebrate, you know, not weekly, but celebration. And that, for me, sounded very, very similar to... They bought all players a brand new car when they won the league. And his... And then it does loads for local charities and whatever else. Yeah, and he, he has a sense of community about yeah. everything he does. And he invested not only... In, you get so many foreign owners who come over and they'll just throw some money at a football club and let it go into debt. What you get with a Dean Hoyle, and you get this with uh, the, the, the Leicester chairman and... To be fair, even at Manchester City, they invest in the community, they invest in the area, and they take an interest in not just the football club, but the people that um, come and watch the football, and and they invest in the whole the whole dynamic of the football club rather, and and people like that are few and far between, and it's it's a very very sad time, and obviously we'd we'd wish the very very best for uh, for Leicester City at this moment. Yeah. Uh, 
Horrible. Horrible, horrible on Saturday. I think I think when you saw some of the videos coming through, we all feared the worst. I think what... He's, it's probably hard for people to understand, I think, who don't kind of watch football and kind of maybe have an owner that... People like that bind other people together as well, yeah. don't they? It's... I mean, a lot of us are lucky enough to kind of talk to Dean Hall, whether, you know, events and what have you. And when, when an owner has brought... Probably the, some of the best times of your life. Maybe some of the best times of our our lives has been through Huddersfield Town. I think it's fair to say. So when you think of kind of Leicester, what that guy's done, it's it's all comparable for what Dean Isles done with us. Yeah, you said that Neil, didn't you? I just think it feels like you've probably lost someone in the family. I mean, the tributes were absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the the flowers, you know, the the, the squad. You even had Paul Lambert, you know, down there. Which it's just that he's kind of unheard of. That for me, a football club is, should be about its community. Just what you read out there, Matt. You know, I think. On his, what's his birthday all the time, but he kind of buys people a, a drink and, and what have you. I mean, we just saw what happened when when Zanka did last year. The the kind of the the, the love that we kind of felt, kind of felt when you feel like he's kind of a brother can, of the club. Yeah, really, you can. Yeah. You feel like you count. You feel like yeah, it's your club, and there's not many. I mean, look, look at Bradford at the moment. I mean, that couldn't be more torn apart if it tried, because they've got owners who've come in and sort of stripped it bare of what it was and you know two years ago they were a buzzing community club you look at Leicester for what Leicester were the most ridiculous story ever in football and I think anybody who watched football that season who wasn't a fan of the other two sides who were challenging for title everybody wanted Leicester to win that league that season sort of from Christmas onwards it just got more ridiculous as it went on. I think they're actually, they could do this. They could actually do this. And the fact that they did it, and Leicester City winning mm. the Premier League, getting to Champions League. They were brilliant. Oh, yeah. unbelievable. And then, that's why it's, to me, that's why it's very, very comparable to what Dean Oyle's done for us. Then winning Premier League, that's town getting promoted to Premier League for yeah. me. That's that same level for me. Because we shouldn't be in Premier League. No. From where we were three years ago, and nobody would have ever said Leicester City were going to win a Premier League. So, but everything they even, do, community-wise, yeah, I was going to say, even if you remove the on-field success, everything he did off of it was that, really admirable that's as what well. Builds what's on for me? Yeah, it's, it's the duty of behind care. It, everything behind it is building a football club for a community. He didn't just and he's done it yeah, spectacularly, and that can't help but give the football side of things a boost and give people a real lift yeah. when, when they're looking after the community so well, they get that community behind them. And what Town have done, what Dean Oyle's done for us is completely comparable. So for what's happened last weekend, is mm. it's truly devastating. I mean, if, if that had happened to us at our club... I wouldn't... I'd also have been as well, mortified. Not, yeah, I, I it would have been heartbreaking. It must be hard for, like, for people who don't understand football, they're like, well, hang on a minute, they didn't even know this guy. Yeah. Not, it's like, why, why is this? But I well, think when you a, know, when you've got this section like... You feel like you do, though, don't you? Yeah. It's like Dean... Peter have been putting stuff out and what, yeah. you're, what you're moaning and crying from this, that and other because it's 
you didn't even know him. It's not about knowing somebody. It's about what he does for something that you love, isn't it? actually done. That's what I mean. I don't think some people get it, you know, and that as well. It's just like, for me, it's, you can see, I mean, what he's brought to that city, the memories for life, the, the times, we've only got to see what happens to us. It's like, You'll never forget it for as long as you live. The best day, some of the best day of your life. That guy has delivered that yeah. and more. You know what he's done for the community, and I, yeah. and to me, it, it's it was really sad. And and yet, you know, you've seen kind of people involved with clubs kind of come and go, and, and often tragic. But really, it me did that on Saturday, especially on Sunday, and, and obviously there were nothing announced, and I think we all knew feared the worst, and then seeing the players and the flowers, it's 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 absolutely horrible. The guy. You know, and as as a foreign owner to kind of be respected for for yeah. that, it's that when you just yeah. said there, you know, like the guy at Bradford, and there's so many others you could you could mention, but um, umpteen, it's so sad, umpteen, and I think that's why we as football supporters probably, I'm not saying we get it more than others, but because ours is so similar, yeah, in how he runs it and what he's done. I think we can probably get it a little bit more of how we'd feel if that had been us and. I, it puts a lump in my throat even thinking about it. I can't even imagine that, to be honest. I think so for what, what everyone at Leicester's going through at the moment, it's just truly yeah, it's, horrific. It's, it's important as well to remember that, as well as the chairman, there were two others in in with him and two pilots as well. So five people sadly lost. And the pilots were a couple, lost. weren't they? Yeah. So and, and they've actually, knowing that they're going to crash, and the chances are that that's going to explode when they crash, they've taken that as far away from any public as they possibly could which is we don't think so that's phenomenal so they're, they're, they're just heroes absolute heroes what an honourable weekend I heard someone in the ground I thought someone said Glen Oddle and, and someone else said Glen yeah, Oddle I'm Glen thinking Oddle. what yeah, what, what's going on so I went on my Twitter and horrible and then also the, 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 I mentioned the Brighton fan who died at the ground yeah it's, it's been a bad and week just, hasn't it in, and it, it, tend, and it tends maybe, to like that in football you tend to get a few all yeah. at once and you just think mm. It's almost like the the, the the powers that be are just sort of getting us all a bit back to you rather than sit the here now, don't football. You sit here now and you think, you know what, summer recruitment, what of it? These are the things which yeah, are Yeah, who gives a toss? Yeah. It doesn't really matter, does it? And I apologise for calling Dear Carby and Benza a reanimated Malvin Kamara. But, <laughs> and, well, that, and but these are the things that But that's that football, matter, and football fans understand that. But proper football fans also understand that Everything is bigger than football. Yeah. Look at the shirts that were being laid down there. Yeah, there were teams, you know, all over the place. I remember as a kid when, after the Hillsborough disaster, I was still at school in in Bradford then, and there were myself as a Town fan, a Leeds fan, a Bradford fan, an Halifax fan, all went down to Liverpool with one of his dads, mm. and queued up for six, seven hours to get into Anfield to put flowers and scarves down. And, were kind I'll of, never ever forget. We're unbelievable, wanted that. Like Mares happened to score the winner last night. You know, it's just kind of yeah. just little things like that. Yeah. It's it's so sad, and it's going to take them so long to. Obviously, the game's you know been cancelled tonight. I think obviously we said they're playing at Cardiff on Saturday. I just read a tweet there. I think they. they I think it's it. the, the right cl- thing the, to the do. The players want to play. I think it's the right yeah. thing to do, and I think because the chairman yeah. over there for football, mm. he'd want them to play. I think we like to say we get it more than most, just because we kind of get what. An owner who's brought you some well, of the best days ever. We've been blessed with yeah. the same. Yeah. And it is a true blessing in football terms. I'm really sorry for everyone so, involved. Yeah, it's at sad. Less than it's sad. From us, it's... Uh, yeah, so... You know, 
I think to end on that, so I think we'd, we'd all yeah. want to send our condolences to everybody involved at Leicester City. Get well soon, Glenn Hoddle, and uh, condolences to the Brighton. And and sorry that it's been such a, a downbeat podcast, but hopefully next week we'll have a bit more to uh, to celebrate. So thanks for hopefully. listening. Cheers. And uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2, Huddersfield Town. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the flame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Pate's got a chance. Pate scores. Jack Pate scores. Heffel is in there. Smith scores for Huddersfield Town. 3-2 Town. Forrest Sherry, Danny Ward saves. Danny Ward saves. The Quattro's in, round the hair. 2-0 Huddersfield Town. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 